Welcome to the Manifestation Bay podcast. My name is Katherine Zinkina, and I'm a manifestation expert, master mindset coach, and multiple seven-figure entrepreneur. I'm obsessed with helping you achieve everything that you once thought was impossible. If you're looking to massively up-level your life, your finances, your relationships, your productivity and success, then you have come to the right place. My goal in this podcast is to help you see the infinite potential within yourself to be, do, and have anything that your heart desires. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of mindset development to help you maximize who you are and where you're going. Leave it to me to provide you with the tools, the resources, the strategies, and teachings that you need to manifest a reality wilder than your wildest dreams. I know we're about to have so much fun together, so thank you so much for pushing play today, and now let's begin. I can't believe it's been almost two years since I've last hosted a live training. Well, consider this a manifestation because for the first time in almost two years, I'm hosting a live three-day money manifestation training called Cashflow. And the best part, it's absolutely free to join. We're going to be talking all about raising your financial set point, taking your power back when it comes to money so that it no longer has its hold on you, having money respond to you as the sovereign queen of money, not the other way around, becoming wealthy without frying your nervous system, the exact steps to accessing financial abundance for life, and so much more. You can sign up for this free training at manifestationbabe.com slash cashflow. Again, that's manifestationbabe.com slash cashflow. We start May 15th, and I can't wait to see you there. Hello, my beautiful souls, and welcome back to another episode of the Manifestation Babe podcast. Can I just tell you how much I appreciate you tuning in? Like, I'm so happy to be back after a long summer sabbatical and Just with all the episodes that I've dropped so far, the feedback you're giving me, the reviews you're leaving, the suggestions you're giving me for future episodes, like you are the magic that is this podcast and this podcast would not exist without you. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm feeling really sappy with appreciation and gratitude today. I mean, for real, like I have endless amounts of gratitude for you. Okay, let's get to the point. Today, I have human design expert. We love human design, right? Human design expert, Erin Claire Jones on the podcast today talking about, well, I mean, you guessed it, human design. I'm obsessed with Erin. She has this angelic presence about her. If you know her, if you've seen her social media before, if you just see a video of her, there's just something about her that is angelic. Like I can't put my finger on it, but it's just the aura she radiates. And I've known Erin in the online space now for a while, but we finally got to meet and connect at a mastermind that we're both in for mamas called CEO Mama. And she's even more amazing in person. Like she is the real deal. So in this episode, I'm going to be asking all the questions that you submitted for Erin, like, you know, the basics, like what is human design? 
what are all the different human design types? And then more specific things like, are there certain types that are incompatible with one another? What does it mean if you have a defined center in your chart, but still struggle in that area? How to create invitations as a projector? What about reflectors? You know, reflectors are just 1% of the population and they often get forgotten. So I wanted to make sure Aaron talked about them here. Um, What do you do if you don't know your birth time? And how do you understand all the complexity of your own chart? And we're also going to get into a reading of my own chart, plus so much more. And I told you before, I've been teasing this for a while now, that I have a special announcement for all of my human design lovers. So Aaron and I are collaborating together to make all of your holiday gift giving so ridiculously easy this year. I can't think of a better gift, a more meaningful gift, a more life-changing gift to give to someone than a full-on blueprint to living their most aligned life. Erin and I came together to give you a beautiful Manifestation Babe co-branded 55 plus page customized, unique, and in-depth PDF human design blueprints that you can purchase for yourself. Definitely get one for yourself, but also for every family member, all of your friends for the holiday season. This blueprint is a guidebook that not only gives you your own personalized human design reading... Uh, decoding all of the complexity of the stuff that's found online, but also very practical and actionable steps on how to live a life that's in alignment with your design. When I tell you that my manifestation superpowers amplified when I discovered human design, it changed everything for me. That's why I'm so obsessed with it. And I actually teach a little bit on it inside of Manifestation Babe Academy because it's been such a game changer. Which is why also as a bonus to the co-branded guides, I'm including a masterclass on exactly how I created my dream life using human design over the last few years. So you're going to get that for free while you wait for your human design blueprint to be made, customized, fully unique, personalized for you. And as an added bonus through the end of the year, so through the whole holiday season, Aaron is so generous to offer a 10% limited time discount code using the code MANIFEST2023. So you can get your guide right now by going to humandesignblueprint.com slash manifestation babe. So it's officially launched today with the launch of this episode. Again, that's humandesignblueprint.com slash manifestation babe. Use code Manifest 2023 for 10% off. I'm also always going to include these links in the show notes, so don't you worry. And you can even pull up your chart for free using the site as well. So as we talk about human design and certain elements of human design, as Aaron goes through my chart, I encourage you to pull up your chart as well. And you can do so with the same website. So humandesignblueprint.com slash manifestation babe, whether or not you choose to purchase um, a guide, you can still check your own human design there for free. Okay. So without further ado, let's get into human design with Aaron Claire Jones. All right, everyone. I got the human design expert, Aaron Claire Jones in the house. And before we dive in, Aaron, I just wanted to share what a genius you are and how much I've enjoyed getting to know you this year, getting your human design blueprint 
book for myself to review. I've been, I think you sent it to me like years ago. And I find myself every few months referring back to it and just finding something new about myself and just really redefining how I use human design in my life. And human design has just completely changed the game for me in terms of manifestation. So I thought, what better expert to bring onto the podcast than you? Welcome to the show. Oh my gosh. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Oh my gosh. Okay. So for anyone who is like, I keep hearing about this trending thing on Instagram where people are spitting out generator, projector, <laughs> 5113, this and that. Like, what the hell is human design? For anyone who's who doesn't know what it is, can you just kind of give like a brief description? Of course. So human design is a system based on your time, date, and place of birth that reveals your energetic blueprint and how you're uniquely wired to thrive, whether it's in how you work, build a business, manifest cultivate your relationships, parent, eat all the things. It really gives us each our own roadmap to finding flow. And I think so often in life, we get a little bit taken off track because we try to emulate others or do what we think we're supposed to do. And I think human design reminds us in a very specific way, what will uniquely work for us and gives us all the tools to step into it. I will say that human design has been like such an alignment hack for me. And every time life is not flowing or I feel stuck or it's just not going in my favor, I'm like, what the hell is going on? I swear to you, it's because I'm not following my human design chart and just going back to my chart and just being like, all right, where are you out of alignment? Like you're really leaning into frustration right now, Catherine, which is your not self as a generator, which we'll talk more about. (laughs) So for anyone who's like, what the hell does that mean? Trust me, Aaron's got you. Um, And I just make a couple tweaks. I follow my chart and everything works out for me. It's like magical. so simple. I know. It's so (laughs) true. And I just love that you brought that up because I think especially in moments of resistance or challenge, looking back at our design, same with me, you know, I teach this stuff and I look back, I'm like, oh, I see what happened there, you know, (laughs) and like, let me come back. So it is such an alignment hack. How did you get into it? So serendipitously, it was definitely not the plan. I was living in New York City and went to a friend's gathering in 2015. And I sat next to a stranger who asked to read my human design chart. I had never heard of human design, nor had anyone I knew. It was so fringe at the time. But I was like, okay, tell me everything about myself. You know, I want to know it all. And he (laughs) gave me this mini reading that was the most accurate, insightful, and confronting thing I'd ever heard. Confronting because I wasn't living any of it. And so he basically just introduced an entirely new way of showing up to life. And I was like, is that really allowed? And then he actually ended that conversation by saying, Aaron, I think you're meant to do this. And I think we're meant to do this together. And it was just this massive invitation in my life to study human design and learn with him and build my first business around it. I don't know if I would have jumped into it, you know, if I hadn't received that invitation, but I think human design just made sense to me in a way that no other system had. I think it gave me so much juicy information that was so specific and so insightful And then it paired that with all these practical tools that I could actually use to apply that information to my relationships, my career and everything else. What is the, so you mentioned birth time, birthday um, location, and that's very similar to astrology, right? When Mm -hmm. we pull up a natal chart astrology, what is the difference between astrology and human design? You know, at the simplest level, they're just different systems, but astrology does feed into human design. So astrology pulls from human design and, um, sorry, human design pulls from astrology and the Kabbalah and the I Ching and the chakra system, all that kind of give us this blueprint of how we operate at our best. But 
you know, they are very different. It's, you know, astrologers will not look at a human design chart and have any idea what it means. And I cannot look at a natal chart and have any idea what it means, you know, and they're incredibly complimentary. You know, I do a lot of readings for astrologers and it's, it's so useful, but they are very different. Uh, what has uh, been your experience of the difference? I'm just curious because yeah, I feel like you're very familiar it, with astrology. I, so it's funny because I've been into astrology my whole life and there's so many moments in my life where I'm like, all right, I'm going to sit down and really learn what a moon sign is, or I'm going to sit down and learn what a blah, blah, blah is. And it just would never stick. Like I could listen to a chart about myself and it makes sense. And it's like super, super uh, just systematized, like the way that the person describes it. And it's like, wow, this makes so much sense. But when it comes down to me, like learning the actual like key pieces, I'm like, this is going over my head. Like, I just don't know how to, (laughs) my mind won't retain it for whatever reason. Maybe I just wasn't meant to, maybe I'm not supposed to at that time. And it wasn't until this summer that I started diving into some astrology courses. And I find a lot of similarities. I think that human design is very specific to like the, it's, it's a lot more in my personal opinion, actionable. Like it's a lot more geared towards like, this is how you make decisions. This is how blah, blah, blah. And with astrology, it's, um, and I don't want any astrologists coming at me or human design experts because <laughs> I don't I don't know I don't know how to describe it. I just know that both systems are incredible. But with human design, I find myself retaining a lot more information. I find myself yeah. just like really take knowing how to take action. And then when I read other people, like when I look at someone else's chart, I can instantly go, oh, this makes sense with astrology. I, oh, cool. I kind of have to like piece the things together because they're like things that come at different angles and things in different yeah. houses. And it's just a lot more effort for me to read them. So I know people are going to ask like, what's the difference? I wanted to, I wanted you to touch on that. Um, when someone, so when someone's hearing about human design, you know, they, they learn uh, about all the different types, like mm-hmm. generator, projector, reflector. Can you just kind of go into like, if someone is looking up their chart for the very first time, what are so, some of the basic key items you think that they should learn about their chart? I'm assuming like type is obviously one of the key foundations of your chart. Like what are some of the most important pieces that you feel that people need to learn from the get-go? Yeah, great question. And also just so people know, human design is so specific. It's not the kind of system where you're like, oh my God, we have the same design. You know, it's like, you might have similarities. It's just like, there's so much nuance. There are like bajillions of configurations. So the pieces that I would start with, and it's hard because I want to say everything, but the pieces I would start <laughs> with um, definitely include type because type really speaks to how you can use your energy in the most productive way. Strategy is a really important piece as well because it helps you know how to actually create opportunities in a way that isn't full of resistance. Like you said, authority is so important because it's how you make decisions. Profile is always a fan favorite. You know, profile is so useful because it honestly, it speaks to our needs and relationships, how to align with our purpose, how to market ourselves, all of that. And then also I would say if I, if I could add what, just one more piece, I would say the undefined and open centers. I know that might sound like jargon for some, but it basically will represent your biggest challenges, but also your biggest source of wisdom. And so understanding those things allows you to navigate your challenges so much more gracefully. Um, If someone's like, I want to read my chart and as they're listening to this episode, they want to go look it up right away. Like where, where can people do this? You can go to humandesignblueprint.com slash manifestation, babe, and you can look up your chart there. Ooh, (laughs) and that's hinting at something coming up (laughs) in this episode, just FYI. Okay, I feel like the way to experience human design is to hear a chart reading. And Mm -hmm. I thought it'd be a great idea for us to dive into my chart and just kind of share like... um, 
yeah, just like just do a little chart reading and just get give people a taste of what it's like to have their human design read. And then I can kind of like confirm things or share any insights as I feel like uh, across the way. So people can just really see it as like a living being, a living document, like, oh, this is what it is. And this is how it works. And this is how it can be used in life. Yeah, I love it. Okay. So Catherine is a generator in human design. So as you referenced, there are five possible types. That is your type. So what it means to be a generator is that you are somebody that has such capacity to go, go, go. And you have such powerful energy when you are genuinely lit up and satisfied by what you're doing. Like when you're excited by what you're doing, literally no one can stop you. And also when you're excited by what you're doing, like you feel the best to be around. You become so magnetic. You give everyone energy, your partner energy, your son energy, your entire team energy. And so I would say one of your biggest life lessons is to prioritize your own satisfaction and see that not as a selfish choice, but actually as the most, you know, giving generous choice you can ever make. Um, and I would say an ideal day for you as a generator is often one where you wake up excited and inspired, use up your energy throughout the day in ways that feel deeply satisfying, whether it's what you're working on or who you're spending time with. And then you drop into bed just delightfully spent. You're like, I have used it all up and now I can sleep so soundly. And then you kind of wake up with that energy again. Erin, before we can continue, can you just give like a brief description the way that you just described generator, but all the different types? Yeah, of course. Wait, I'm curious. How's that land for you? It so lands. I was just going to say when my team even knows, um, they know a lot about human design and um, they they use it in their own capacities and they know my human design. And it's very often that they keep me in check. Mm-hmm. Where if I'm not getting to a task or a project, like I'm just, I just, it's like they have to remind me a million times. They're like, Catherine, we're taking it off your plate because it's clearly not in alignment with you. And if it was, if it was actually lighting you up, you would have already gotten it to us. Like you would have yeah. endless energy to complete this task. And so obviously it's not alignment. We don't do anything out of alignment. So therefore just like, forget it take it off your plate, like let us figure it out. And I so appreciate that because it's like, it's such a beautiful checkpoint for me to constantly check in with myself of like, all right, if I find myself ignoring something or not getting it to it or anything like that, or feeling dread or feeling drained by something, I Mm -hmm. foundationally and Mm -hmm. am not following my human design because type is the foundation. So if I'm being a bad generator, like forget the rest of the chart, (laughs) like we're not going to get anywhere. Right. So it's so accurate, endless energy for the things that I want to do. When Mm -hmm. I started manifestation, babe, when the idea downloaded into my brain, I did not eat for a week. I did not sleep for a week until the website was up until my first course was up. It was insane. It's like, I forgot that there's such thing as oxygen and food and nourishment and the bathroom. And just, it it was just me and my computer going, Mm -hmm. very -hmm. generator. Oh God, such a good example. Okay. So the other types we have manifesting generators, which are very similar to generators in some ways. I think what distinguishes them is they're often quite multi-passionate. They're often people that love moving their energy in between many different things. These are my clients that are like, okay, I'm a practicing lawyer. I also just opened a cafe. I'm considering this coaching program. And like, they just need that kind of varied nature to their career and lives. Like things need to stay fresh and exciting. They also are incredibly fast. Their gift is finding the fastest way to make something happen and often will skip kind of unnecessary steps along the way. But often they've been made to feel scattered or like they're doing too much when they're actually meant to do that much. And they really do have that superhuman capacity. So then we've got projectors. Projectors. Which is you, right? 
I'm a projector, yeah. Um, projectors are really here to be leaders, guides, advisors, teachers, not here to do all the doing. And so if I was sitting here trying to keep up with Catherine, I probably would be very disappointed in myself, you know, <laughs> because like, that's just not my gift. And so projectors are often so tuned into and so sensitive to people. So they make very natural coaches, managers, leaders, like I said, and they're really good at asking the right questions as projectors, our energy really ebbs and flows. So instead of, you know, booking things back to back, it's really good to create moments of pause and rest in the, in between your days and in your days, because that often will give you the fuel to keep going. Um, but I think one of our biggest shadows as projectors is just not knowing when to stop. And so really learning how to rest is such an important part of our design. Mm. Then we've got manifestors. Manifestors are very innovative, disruptive forces. They're really here to kind of get things started and get new ideas off the ground. They are not here to do all the doing to keep an idea alive, really just here to kind of like get it started. And their energy can be a little bit bursty. And what I mean by that is they can have days, weeks, or hours where they're like totally on fire. And then days, weeks, or hours where they're just like in their little nest and in total solitude. And so it's so important for them to kind of honor those ebbs and flows as well. I would say for manifestors, it is so important for them to feel free, for them to feel free to do what they want when they want. And so if they're building a business to kind of craft a business that gives them that freedom. It's funny, this description of manifestors, I can so relate to, but I think it's because it's the two, four profile where it's the oh, totally. cycles. <laughs> well, like, you also have the gift of cycles. Okay, there we go. Because I'm every yeah. time I hear a manifestor cycle, I'm like, mm, are we sure my human design is totally. correct? But I so resonate with generator the most. And then it took me learning about, which you'll talk about, you know, profiles and other aspects yeah. and channels and gates. I mean, there's so much nuance so here much. that could have you resonate with other types or resonate with other components. So it's very important that you learn your own chart and not just read like a generic description on the internet and be like, yes. I don't get it. This doesn't describe me. So this isn't accurate. No, it is accurate, but layered with other elements, it's yeah. going to change and tweak how you express that energy. Yes. And I'm just so glad you said that because, you know, our designs are complex and there are so many pieces to it. And so it's so good. And we'll explore a way for you to do this later on, but to get the full picture of your design, because when I look at your chart, like you have the gift of beginning things. So it makes a lot of sense, you know, that you would resonate with the manifestor energy. And so there's just, again, there's so much that can really shed light on the whole picture. Okay. Yeah. Final type. Um, they are the reflectors, the most rare type. And these people are often so tuned in the, into their environment and they just see and sense and feel things that most people miss. And so they often thrive when they're in a position of evaluating and just kind of witnessing things and offering their perspective on what's happening. They are very fluid. They will have days where they feel like generators, like manifesting generators, like projectors, like manifestors. Their job is not to kind of be just one thing, but show up to however feels authentic that day, knowing that they are meant to be very kind of vast in how they express themselves into the world. Reflectors are like what? 1% of, of the population or population. Yeah. It's yeah. really cute because every time I have like a... <laughs> Every time I put up something about human design or there's an opportunity to ask an expert on human design, you know, questions, people are always like, ask about reflectors. We're so forgotten. Uh, <laughs> it's so cute. And totally. they truly are such a special type. So special, you know, and they just honestly, they see the world differently than most. And so whenever I'm around reflectors, I'm like, tell me everything. Like, what do you think about this? And what do you see about this? Because yeah. they just feel things that the rest of us don't. It's so true. Um, yeah. 
Lauren Bostick from the Skinny Confidential. Yeah. She's a reflector and she's such an incredible, like if a reflector, I know a lot of reflectors that I've talked to, um, which are very few of them <laughs> because there are very few of them, but they're always like, I don't know. I don't think I'm designed to be like an influencer or successful or have this big brand or big business, even though I want to create one. And I'm always like, go look at Lauren Bostick. She's killing the game. She's incredible totally. and she's a reflector. So if you need mm-hmm. an expander, for that type, like go follow her, check her out, see what she's up to. I mean, she's such an incredible expression of that, that energy and so tuned into trends. So tuned into community, like knows what her audience wants. And that's why it's so, her business is so incredibly successful. What a cool example. And that's so the gift of a reflector. Oh, yes. Okay. So down the chart we go. Okay. So let's keep talking about you. So, okay. So let's talk about something called strategy. So like I said, we all have a strategy, which speaks to how we best create opportunities. And so your strategy as a generator is to respond. It means that you are very naturally magnetic and you're actually not meant to chase after anything. You are meant to kind of see what shows up in your world and sparks your gut. And then when you get that full bodied gut, yes, that is the signal to pursue it. And you've got this very like active, powerful, always thinking mind in your design. And as much as you kind of might get in your head of what you think you should do, your work is to just trust what you naturally are lit up by, not what you think you should do. I started smiling so big the moment you (laughs) said like, you're supposed to just magnetize things to you because um, this goes back to the very first mastermind I ever joined. It was the year 2018. So baby Catherine and her baby business. And I was sitting at a round table and we were just doing hot seats. And um, I remember, you know, you come, you come with like a celebration and then you come with like a struggle and then everyone at the table can give you advice. And so (laughs) I, uh, you know, everyone went around the table and I was the last person. I said, guys, I have this problem. And they're like, okay. And I'm like, every, you know, I, I don't, feel, I forgot how I phrased it, but basically my problem was that I wasn't reaching out actively to Mm -hmm. invite people onto my podcast. People were coming to me. Like everyone that I wanted to interview would eventually DM me or send me an email and pitch themselves or just somehow connect in person. Like we connected in person. And of course we knew, we knew each other through the online space beforehand, but we got to physically meet this summer. So somehow it'll, it'll happen like that. Mm -hmm. And I remember being like, I want to be more initiative. Like I want to, I want to have more outreach. And my problem is that it just comes to me and I just magnetize it. And I just remember the more I'm talking about, I'm like, is this actually a problem? And the whole (laughs) table is looking at me like, I wish I had this problem. And this is before I learned about human design. And when I learned about human design, I went, oh, okay. I'm not the girl to go out and DM people. I'm the girl who magnetizes coincidentally, synchronistically bumping into the right person at the right time. Like I'm the girl that people come to me and then I can decide whether I want to pursue something or not as it's in my orbit. And that's it. Like that's how simple it gets to be. It is. And it's not until things shows up that you actually know it's for you or not, you know? And so then the thing shows up and you're like, oh yeah. Or like, oh no, but maybe later. Um, And I also love that you shared that this was all before you discovered human design, because the magic of human design is that it often gives us a language for things we've always felt and known to be true, but it just gives us a framework. We're like, oh yeah, that is how it works. And now that I know it, I can actually use it. You know, it's so true. So cool. Okay. So 
to go a layer deeper. So there's a piece of our design called authority, which speaks to how we best make decisions. So I referenced this briefly, but your authority is all about trusting your gut feeling in the moment. You know, there's so much talk out there of like, follow your gut, listen to your gut, but not all of us have that immediate gut visceral response, but you absolutely do. And I would say for you, anything that is not a full-bodied yes is either not yet or, you know, not ever. And so you're waiting for that visceral yes. And honestly, as soon as it hits, you can pursue it. There's no need to wait. There's no need to sleep on it. Like it is just truth. One thing I would say for that authority is that it responds really well to specific questions. So instead of having somebody, I know you know this, but instead of having somebody ask you like a super open-ended question of like, Catherine, like, do you think, um, what, what do you think we should do about this? Or where do you want to go for dinner? it would probably be far more effective to be like, Catherine, do you like option A or option B? Yes. Do you want to go out for dinner, cook at home? Because then you're just speaking straight to your gut and kind of bypassing your mind. It's so funny. And problem solving, I know the answer. When you give yeah. me options, I know which of the two are going to work. I, I just know okay. like this one's going to work. This one's not going to work. But if you never present them to me and you just say, what do you think we should do? I'm like, uh. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. You tell me. And then people will tell me their ideas. And I'm like, oh, boom, 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 boom. This will work. This will not work. And it's just always so accurate. But, um, and this is also like so many people, this authority can definitely relate to like when people ask you, where should we eat tonight? Right? Like your partner says, where should we go to dinner? And you're like, I don't know. (laughs) Like, Don't Mm -hmm. ask me that question. And then they go, okay, are you in the mood for sushi? Yes or no? And it's like, ooh, yes. I want sushi. You want Italian? No, I don't want Italian. And it just, it just becomes so just concrete and simplified. I don't know how and else so to describe clear. it. And I so think clear. That, yeah. I think in moments like that, like when people ask you in a really open ended way, again, it's not that you don't know, you're just not being asked in the proper way. And so yeah. I think one of the tools human design gives us is like, how do you actually communicate with people in a way that's going to work for them? And like, while we're talking about you responding well to specific questions, some people really love open-ended questions. Some people don't actually want to be pestered with questions at all. So you can kind of start to see that like, there are such simple, practical things that can transform a dynamic. Yes. Okay. So let's talk about your profile. So profile is, there are 12 possible profiles in human design. And so Catherine is a two, four. So I love this profile in particular because it can feel like there are two seemingly opposite parts of you, but they're actually both parts of you and the work is to just find balance. And so there's one part of you, the two, which is around the fact that you have a very naturally hermetic nature. This does not mean that you must be alone all the time, but you having space to just like be in your own flow, uninterrupted. I'm curious how this has shown up as a mother. Um, in your own flow, doing your thing is so healthy for you. And also it comes with the two, and I see this so much in you, is that you just bring this like innate genius to what you do in a way that can't be explained. Like you can study all the things and learn all the things, but like, you're still going to have like the Catherine way of doing it that you actually cannot teach. And so you are very much meant to lean into like what comes most easily and naturally, even in the way that you talk about learning human design, where you're like, oh, this actually just like makes sense to me. Like you're just meant to really follow that because what comes easily and what comes naturally is exactly where you create value and what you're meant to get paid for and what you're meant to share with the world. I struggle so much when people ask me, okay, how specifically did you do this? Like, take me back to the year 2017 when Manifestation Babe was exploding and growing and like, what specifically did you do to the la la la? And it's like, I I don't know. I just did it. My answer is literally, I don't know. I just did it. And as soon as I learned about my profile, I'm like, oh, okay, this makes so much sense. As a mother, my number one challenge is finding alone time. Like I took for granted how much 
hermetic time I used to have. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's, um, I would, I would need at least two to three hours by myself in my own little cave, you know, in those shorter cycles of my human design, it would be like on a daily basis. I would have my socializing hours, which is typically like team meetings, my team asking me questions, having more meetings, talking to Brennan, blah, 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 like going out to dinner with friends. And then the other hours of the day, I'm by myself in my bedroom doing my own thing as a mom it's like I finally reached this breaking point one day this summer where I'm like I think you know I I realize what my what my issue here is is I need at least you know as a mom it's a lot less than a few hours a day it's like half an hour to an hour like Brennan can you just be with the baby I need to be alone in the bedroom watch a tv show research Mm -hmm. something do something create something text someone call a friend doesn't matter just just I need to be alone, like without stimulation. And that's been a game changer in my motherhood journey that allowed me to enjoy it so much more because then when I come out of my hermetic nature, when I come out of my room, I all of a sudden have all this energy for my son. And it's like, okay, let's go on a walk. Let's go to the park. Let's go here. Let's go there. Totally. And it's just, it's such an important thing to integrate into your life wherever and however you can. And obviously it will look different as a new mom. I feel the same. I'm like, well, it's not as long as it used to be, but I'll take whatever I can get. Um, (laughs) But then the other piece of your profile, the four is around the fact that community is such an essential part to your design. And when I say that, I mean, your opportunities are meant to come through your community. You know, you are meant to, even through our conversations, you know, it's like, oh, we like connected and then like this emerged. It's like, that's how like life is meant to happen for you. It's not about like working with strangers or kind of reaching out to people out of the blue, like you were bringing up at that mastermind. It's like you work best with people that you feel deeply connected to and that will extend to your team. Like it is best to hire people that you're like, I want to be friends with you. I really want to invest in you because like, I just like you. Um, And so really continuing to invest in your community and nourishing it is so important. One thing I want to just say here is this is not about having a huge community. This is just about having the right community. And and then well, I want to hear your thoughts on that. And then I want to talk briefly about just the balance of the hermit and the community. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I remember in our mastermind over the summer where everyone around the table were like, Catherine, you are the connector. Like we see you as the connector. You're so good at connecting people to products, people to services, people to people. And it's funny because I've never seen myself that way because I thought my whole life that the key to success, you know, they say your net worth is in your network. So I thought I had to like go out there and go to networking parties and, and meet all these strangers. (laughs) And it's just like, I, I literally was like, well, then success is not for me, I guess, because I will never freaking do that. And of course, the opposite is true. Like I found massive success through my close network, through my close friends, through people I just serendipitously meet, people who I synchronistically meet, like just, it's been so effortless and so easy. And it's so true that all of my most incredible opportunities have come from like, oh my God, I'm going to ask my friend Zach about this and maybe we can connect about this or oh my God, Aaron and I can do this. And it's just Mm -hmm. like, I know the, I already know these people. These people are already in my community. It gets to be so much simpler than going against your design and going to a networking party and meeting all these strangers. Like for some people, that's definitely the thing to do for you. That's more in alignment for you. But for me, hell to the no. (laughs) No. And I think what's also associated with this four is like this very kind of warm, friendly nature. And I feel like you do this so well that like on your podcast, like you just like make people feel connected to you. Like you make them feel Mm -hmm. like they're friends with you, you know? And so like, it is this really cool thing that I think you also bring into your community of kind of like making them feel like they really know you um, and giving them access to you. 
Yeah. So the two, four, you know, let's just talk about that together briefly, because I just said you were a hermit and you desperately need community. And Paradox. So, yeah. I just want to say that the work here is to find balance. Like your work is to not spend so much time alone that you feel isolated and that you are hiding your gifts from the world, but you also do not want to spend so much time with people that you get totally fatigued because you're super sensitive. And so it's just about knowing like when to pull away to kind of recharge and then when to kind of be out in the world, sharing your gifts. Yeah. Only took my whole life to learn that, but I'm so glad I did. <laughs> totally. And I feel like even, you know, I know you just went on sabbatical. Like, I feel like also you might've hit a point where you're like, oh, I'm like, I really need that inward time now. It's like time to be in my own flow and then I'll be inspired to share my gifts again. Yeah. So far summer of this year was my two and now fall is my four because I'm totally. just blabbing nonstop. So many opportunities. I love it. Yeah. And it's just like, I know I'll hit like it's it's been an expression of a longer cycle because before it'd be like two days of two, two days of four or like whatever, right? Much shorter cycle. And I feel like I gave myself a much longer period to really be in the two. And now I'm like, really, I have so much energy for the four. I have so much to say, so much to share, so much to speak on. Yeah. I want people to interview me. Like, I'm just so excited about it. And I know at some point I'm going to be like, all right, everyone, shut up. <laughs> Totally. Leave my space yeah. back to the two. <laughs> yeah. And I love it because you're also not being like, oh, I should like carve out more time to do that. It's like, no, let me just enjoy it because this is what I have the energy for right now. And that's such an important piece. Amen. Okay. Oh my gosh. So let me talk about, do you want to hear about your channels next or the undefined centers? Let's go into the centers. Okay. So there's a piece of our design that speaks to, I, I referenced this earlier, areas that can be really deeply challenging, but also areas of powerful learning. So I want to talk about something called your open emotional center. So you are somebody who is deeply sensitive to other people's emotions. And I mean, sensitive in the way that like somebody's feeling a thing and you actually amplify that feeling within your own body. And you're like, I am now feeling what you're feeling and even more intensely than you might be. And so it's such an extraordinary gift, but it often can be quite overwhelming, especially at first. And so I would say a big lesson for you in life is that as much as you feel like you're not really here to fix everybody else's feelings, you're here to just like have a really healthy boundary, observe it, mirror things back to them, but not get, take it on as your own. And so cultivating a strong boundary around that is key. And then one other quick piece I would add is that another big life lesson, I feel like you're good at this from afar, is really kind of speaking your truth and saying the hard thing because you feel so much that there might sometimes be a temptation to just sugarcoat and not want to rock the boat because you're like, I don't want to deal with the aftermath here. But like, yeah. you're really here to be like, I'm going to say the hard thing. And like, I am going to like move through the discomfort and I'm going to inspire others to do it too. Oh, that's so true. I yeah. <laughs> love how you describe that because I find myself, you know, having that battle of like, yeah, I have this thing to say, but if I want this person to be mad at me afterwards or feel triggered by me or like, I'm just yeah. apparently very good at triggering people on the internet. And it's like, <laughs> Ooh, do I want to, do I, do I want to grow those numbers this week? Like, do I really want to expand on the haters this week? But at the same time, it's like, no, I have to say what I have to say, because if I yeah. don't say it, I get physically uncomfortable. I've realized that, um, after my sabbatical, towards the end of the sabbatical, I didn't have a time frame for the sabbatical. But yeah. what ended up happening is I ended up growing this this like discomfort in my body just started to expand and grow and grow bigger and grow bigger and grow bigger. And I remember telling Brennan, like, I've never felt this uncomfortable. I don't know what's going on. Like, what, where is this coming from? And I realize it's all this stuff that I want to share now. It's my yeah. voice, this expression that needs to come through. Like, it's time for me to open my mouth and, and share things. Yeah. And that's when um, I was getting ready for a Q&A session with my students. And 10 minutes before, 
my entire program, the manifestation reset, just downloaded into my brain. And I started taking notes on it. I started working on the outline and I look at the clock and I'm already three minutes late to the Q&A and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, you guys. And then they started asking questions that really inspired even more of the content wow. um, through their frustrations and struggles with blockages that they had around manifestations that were just taking a really long time to manifest. And so everything just came together. And I was like, I think my sabbatical is over. Like it's done. Like, mm-hmm. let's go. <laughs> mm-hmm. And also just like your energy was there. Yeah. You know, and I love that. And also I'm like looking at your chart and it's funny because we, you have a really powerful voice in your design and we all have kind of different ways of speaking, but your voice is directly connected to your identity, which means like the most natural way for you to speak is like, this is me. Like you just like speak from the truth of who you are in such a direct way. And it is so powerful, but also quite vulnerable because if people don't get it, it can be like, they just don't get you. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also like, when I hear you talk there, it just feels like it's so coming from that place. I love that. The other voice is just like sharing really new, weird, freaky ideas into the world, which I think we know you do, (laughs) you know, very naturally. Um, I would say one other big lesson for you is around self-worth. You know, you have an open ego center is what is called in human design. It means that you have a vacillating sense of self-esteem and even motivation. So you might have some days where you're like, I am the freaking best. And then the next day you're like, I don't know, like, am I really? And it's just so natural. And I would just say a big lesson for you is like, you have got nothing to prove. And the minute you are choosing something out of a desire to prove yourself, the minute it's the wrong thing for you. Summarizes my whole life. (laughs) I know. Isn't that annoying? Yeah. (laughs) It's so accurate though, like that. Yeah. It's almost like a entrepreneurial roller coaster. I don't know if you've seen like the memes of like one day you're like, oh my God, I'm killing it. Oh no, no one's signing up. Oh my God, people are signing up. No, no one's signing up. And it's like this constant. So what you just described of like, I'm the best. Oh my God. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm the best. I don't know what I'm doing. It's so accurate. It's just like, it's just honoring my life lesson is just honoring the cycles, right? Totally. It is. And I think that as somebody that shares this in my design, I feel like my lesson is like just witnessing it without getting lost in it. It's like when I'm like doubtful, it's not like, oh, I've got to, I don't have to go prove more. Let me just sit and like, let the wave keep moving. But also what I really love about this for you is that it's a lesson for you to learn, but it's a lesson you're here to teach. Like one of the areas that you're really here to share wisdom around is around worthiness and enoughness and cultivating self-belief and self-trust and supporting people and really improving themselves. And like, it just feels like so much of your work revolves around that. So again, our shadows become our gifts. So it can be useful to know what they are. So those are the open or -hmm. undefined centers, right? What is the difference when people look at their chart and they see the colored in triangles and squares and circles and all the, all these shapes, right. in the human design chart, like what is, what is the difference between defined and undefined or slash open? Yeah. Great question. So the ones that are white in your design, these are open or undefined. It basically is where you are the most sensitive to other people's energy and where you have a lot of lessons to learn. So the two pieces I share, they're not all your open centers is that you're really kind of sensitive around like self-esteem, self-worth, and also around emotions. The areas that are colored in and defined are basically where energy operates more consistently within you and where you are impacting others with your energy. So let me do an example for you of what what that looks like in your design. So you have a defined mind. Have you dug into this much? Um, Yes. Okay, a little cool. bit. Yeah. Okay, great. So having a defined mind basically means like you're here to like have an opinion on things and like you just like have a perspective and you really are here to share and empower others like with your perspective and how you see things, which is just like different and unique and new. 
I think what is potentially challenging with a center and I have it too. So I feel it is like trying to use all this powerful mental energy you have to try to figure out your own life. And like, that's not the job of your mind. Like your mind is here to be a source of inspiration and insight for other people. Whereas your gut, your authority, which we talked about earlier is meant to kind of be your own compass in terms of guiding what you say yes to. But so you have this very kind of active, consistent, always moving energy in your mind. And you're really here to use it to inspire others with your opinions. Mm. So good. Cause I feel like I'm constantly trying to figure out my life, other people's lives, everyone's lives. Like my life's work is just like, okay, how do I frame something in this way? What is a new framework I can create mm-hmm. for, to solve this problem? And what am I going to do next year? And, and wh- how am I going to accomplish this goal? And it's like a constant <laughs> mind chatter that I have going on of just like, and, and I think that's also, you know, the gift of what I do is all about manifestation and, and yeah. creating the future. And so I feel like my mind is really good at um, honing in on the future and trying to figure out, all right, how are we going to, okay, this is what I want. Okay. How yeah. are we going to get there? Um, but also allowing all the other aspects of human design to help me with manifestation, not just like the busyness of the mind chatter. Totally. Totally. And it's honestly just knowing how to use it. It's like, mm-hmm. you just have an incredibly powerful mind. And I always say the shadow of it is like really obsessive. You're just like obsessing about like what you said or what you think you should do. And the wisdom yeah. is just creative. Like you're in that flow where you're like, I'm building this program. I have so many ideas. I can't wait to share them. So it's just, again, knowing how to use your mind in a really productive, inspiring way. And mind is different from head, right? Because I have an undefined head center so, and a defined so- mind. Exactly. So the difference there with the undefined head center for you is you are really open to kind of inspirations and ideas that are coming from all directions. It's one of the areas where you're kind of the most sensitive as well. Like somebody around you might talk about a thing they're really excited about and you kind of take on their excitement. You're like, I'm super excited. And then you might walk away and you're like, I'm actually not that excited, but their excitement was super infectious. And so like, you just, and I always say that like, you just have, oh my God, you also have without getting into all the details, like you're just going to have way more ideas than you ever know what to do with. And like, you're here to be incredibly inspired, but also incredibly discerning. And mm-hmm. I think where you can get a little bit taken off track with that part of your design is just like feeling like your mind is a pinball machine and kind of ending the day being like so much inspiration, but have no idea what I just did. Mm-hmm. And it's about kind of like learning how to work with that inspiration in a productive way where you're like, okay, I'm inspired by a lot, but like what ideas are actually worthy of my energy and how can I use my gut to really assess that? Going back to the differences or talking about yeah. astrology and human design, that actually shows up. And I had a, an amazing reading over the summer of my natal chart. And um, that also showed up what you just described in my natal chart as well, where I can so easily embody like other people's excitement about something and then think it's my own idea or like think like, oh, I genuinely want to do that, but it's only in their energy that I wanted to do that. And the moment I a, you know, a couple days pass or just even physically leaving that person, I go, what am I doing? I don't really care about this or I don't really want to learn this or I don't want to wear this or I don't want to buy. It's like, it's like something that now that I know that this part of me exists, this yeah. is in my design. Now I actually take a moment <laughs> to be like, all right, is this actually mine? Was yeah. this actually my idea? Do I need this hair product? Or is it just because my friend was so excited about this friend product that I think mm-hmm. I need to buy it? Is it something that I genuinely like, Catherine, like really yeah. think two weeks from now, would you be glad to have bought this hair product? No, yes. then don't buy it. And and it's great because it gives me a pause of reflection and it's really yeah. helped with my finances too, where I'm like, huh, I'm, sure. I'm unconsciously spending a lot of money. Like, Totally. 
you know, just, just being able to tone back and be like, all right, what do I actually want to invest in? What do I actually want to buy? What do I actually want to sign up for? Do I actually want to sign up for this course or not? Right. So it's so freaking Mm. helpful. Well, I love that because again, these two areas that we just talked about is like, you're really sensitive to other people's excitement about their ideas and also like their emotions about a thing. And so again, if you're in their energy and they're excited and they're feeling a lot of things, it's so easy for you to amplify that. And you're like, I am so freaking excited. And exactly as you said, you walk out of their energy and you're like, oh, I'm actually not excited. Like, but their excitement again was infectious. So I just love the awareness because yes, you're meant to trust your gut response in the moment, but sometimes that will require walking away to actually confirm that it's your gut. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I just wanted to quickly share because I think of like, for example, Tony Robbins has a defined ego center. So he's Mm -hmm. really good at motivating people. And in his presence, everyone feels motivated. And it's just a matter of like, okay, when you go home and Tony Robbins is no longer in the same room as you and you're not tapping into his motivational energy, like how can you keep that going for yourself? Right. And, um, I also think, hold on, the thought just left me, but it's going to come back. Motivation, motivation. Oh, this is why I love group exercise classes. I've realized that when I go to the gym by myself, yes, I can get a good workout. Like, yes, but it just depends on the day. Like the stars need to align perfectly for me to have a great workout by myself. But if I go to a group exercise class, so a group Pilates class rather than one-on-one or by myself, like if I go to a reformer class that I've been loving lately and it's a group, there is at least, you know, there are people there are other people have out there. Defined ego. Yeah. Someone's, someone has a defined ego center that I can borrow for that hour. And I find that regardless, whether I, I feel like going to class or don't feel like class, I know that once I get there, I'll yeah. borrow someone else's energy and I'll get through. The, whoa, what is Zoom doing right now? Zoom is, <laughs> you guys can't see this, but Zoom is, Zoom's with fireworks for me. Zoom just gave you fireworks. You literally were shaking with excitement and fireworks just <laughs> exploded. That was This amazing. happened on a podcast recording yesterday at the very end. I went, I gave a peace sign for a picture and for whatever reason, balloons started popping up and I'm like, what is Zoom doing right now? It just created fireworks. I guess it really likes what I just said. So anyway, totally. um, for anyone who has an undefined ego, go to a group exercise class. You'll find the motivation to do your it's, workout. It is so wise to say that. And um, because I think also, and Tony Robbins is always such a good example of that, but so many exercise teachers I've worked with all have a defined ego. And mm-hmm. so basically when you're in their energy, like Catherine's talking about, you're kind of like tapping into their willpower. I'm the same. I go to my like group Pilates classes. I'm like, I can do anything. And then I leave. Yeah. And I'm like, huh, okay. You know? <laughs> and so it's just so useful to understand all these nuances of our design, because again, then you just know how to work with it. Yeah. And again, Tony Robbins, like you can be in his energy and you're like, I can do anything. But when you exit, it might be a little bit harder to sustain that thing. So just becoming aware that like, oh, I've got to really craft a plan once I'm outside of his energy. So many amazing hacks in human design. And I know people are just dying to get their own reading done for human design. Mm -hmm. And we actually have an exciting announcement to share. Mm -hmm. Do you want to kind of share what we're launching? Actually, at the time that this episode is out, it's already out. Like you can, you can purchase this. This is you guys, this is an incredible holiday gift too. Like if you already, first of all, buy one for yourself, but if you already own it, buy one for everyone in your family, all your friends. I can't think of a better holiday gift, like Mm -hmm. something that is just, I don't know, like a mascara, like that eventually that mascara is going to run out. Okay. Like great. Mm -hmm. The person, it'll bring the person excitement for like a month, but then the excitement is gone with a human design blueprint Mm -hmm. guide 
that's mm-hmm. something that just it's such a celebration of that person. Yeah. It's such a great gift to receive and it's something that can be referred to for a lifetime. So mm-hmm. what is it that we're launching, Erin? Oh my gosh, this is so exciting. So um Catherine and I are coming together to create the Manifestation Babe Guide to Your Human Design. And it basically is a guide all about your unique design. You know, everything we talked about today and so much more. It is like rich with accessible insights and practical tools. And it's it really so is actionable. There's so actual actionable. practical suggestions for every single aspect that Erin just described for myself. You yeah. get that for yourself. And there's like it, she tells you exactly the suggestions to make like this center, if you have a defined or undefined or whatever, like how can you put it into practice into your day-to-day life? Totally. Which is incredible. And it, which is, yeah. And I think that's how human design can be useful. And it really is just like a book all about you. And just so you guys know, it is so hyper-personalized to your unique design. There are hundreds of thousands of possible blueprints. And so you'll get one that's all about you. And I, I love what you shared about holiday gifts because it's so amazing when the holidays come around because people are getting them for their kids and their partners and their nice. colleagues and their teams. And they like, print them all out and have them on their bedside table and like review them with their entire team together. So it's such a beautiful way to not only really understand yourself and how to find more flow in every area of your life, but how to really understand the people close to you and how to really support them in a way that is actually going to work for them. Yes. And it's co-branded. It has Manifestation Bay pink. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. I need to get one for Orion, but Aaron sent me mine a couple of years ago, like I said, and to this day, I refer back to it. And I just think it's the greatest thing on this planet. Um, and for anyone who purchases the Manifestation Babe uh, Blueprint Collaboration Guide, you'll also get um, a bonus masterclass that I am creating where I will show you like the stuff that Aaron described about me and my chart. I will show you exactly how I've taken action on all those pieces in creating my dream life. So you can also see like, oh, okay, I can see how this is not just information about myself, but I can actually make it tangible, actionable, um, where I'll be diving into like specific centers and channels and gates and arrows that I've used and throwing in some manifestation related aspects that you can also apply to your own chart, which you will get. And the link for that is humandesignblueprint.com slash manifestation, babe, where you can also use the same link just to get your chart. So whether you buy a guidebook or not, you can just pull up your chart and kind of follow along with this episode. And then there'll be an option there to purchase your guide. And like you said, Erin, it's like 55 plus pages, right? Super Mm -hmm. customized, super personalized. No guidebook is the same. And every person I know that owns it is obsessed with it. So very exciting stuff. Um, I'm so excited. I'll also drop the link in the show notes for anyone who's like, that's a really long lane, Catherine. Can you just give me something I can (laughs) click? Absolutely. Erin, I was thinking, can we just do like a little rapid fire Q&A? I had some people ask um, some questions and just like however long you want to take it, just take it. it. But I was thinking it'd be on the quicker side. So um, someone asked like, what do the connecting parts between the centers mean? And they're asking, is that what a channel is? And what, what is a channel? Yeah. Great question. So um, between the shapes, there are lines. If a line is fully colored and it means that you have a channel, which basically means you have a consistent gift that's always present within you. If it's a half line, it means that you have an energy that's sometimes present, but not always active. And it's kind of meant to be drawn out in your relationships. Can I give a super, super quick example for you? Okay. Yeah. So an example for Catherine, like one of the channels she has, meaning one of the gifts she has is 
the Freak to Genius channel, which I'm obsessed with. And it basically just means you have that it you, too, right? I have it too. Yeah. Well, your two favorite ones are the ones I have too. I'm like, I love those channels. Um, <laughs> but you're just here to bring all these like freaky, new, weird insights into the world. And you have such a gift for really kind of simplifying things in a way that actually makes sense to others. Mm. And you're actually also meant to kind of be on the cutting edge of things and see things like light years ahead of others. And so it also feels like even in the world of manifestation, you know, I think that you are in it so early. And so you're really just here to kind of make all these freaky things make sense in a way that actually land for others. I will tell you when I started Manifestation Babe, I, first of all, the name came to me. I did not choose the name. It came to me. And I remember being like, it's kind of a stupid name. Like, are people going (laughs) to like this name? Right? Like, it's just kind of weird. I don't know. But it, it just stuck with me. And then when I started talking about manifestation on my old fitness profile, there's a lot of people who were like, I don't know, this feels weird. Like, what are you talking about, Catherine? And then of course I had people who were like, oh yes, this is what I want to learn more about. But it was so like fringe. It was so new. It was like people just associated it with, oh, it's from the book, The Secret. Like, no, the law of attraction manifestation is as ancient, like more ancient than earth. Okay. It's the oldest Mm -hmm. freaking universal principle, universal laws. Like it's existed since the beginning of time. And so um, it's been so amazing to see like rap, uh, rappers are talking about manifestation, their music yeah. and there's in, in shows and movies, people are talking about manifestation. I'm like, this is so cool. It's mainstream. And like, I'm seeing human totally. design explode in the same way. And I know that you were on yeah. the, kind of like the cusp in the beginning yeah. of the trend of human design, right? Totally. Um, that's a gift is we're meant to be on the cusp, you know? And so yeah. it's just so amazing to then watch it explode. So yes, go ahead. Amazing. So those are channels. Yeah. Um, someone's asking about like definitions. Mm-hmm. What does it mean to be a split definition? I know I'm a split definition. And also yeah. I feel like I'm still a little unclear about this. So this is also oh, a selfish great. question for me. Like, Let's can you talk, talk about, about yeah, definitions and like what, how do I make my split definition practical and actionable? Yeah. And also just so you guys know, all the pieces we're talking about are all exploding your blueprint. You know, yes. the channels, the centers, the definition, like the type, the strategy, the authority, all of it. So you are split definition, me too. Um, it basically means that when you're around others, so many new things emerge. And so in moments where you start to feel stuck and like things aren't really happening, or maybe you feel incomplete in some way, being around other people's energy is such an amazing solution for that. And it's like going for a walk, going to a Pilates class, working out of a coffee shop. Like there's just something about being around others where like things just like link up and connect and you're like, oh my God, there it is. And even in that conversation where you're doing the Q and A and you're like, oh, now it's clear. One thing that I think is really interesting with your definition in particular is basically there are two parts of your design that are totally separate. You've got this like super active mind and voice and then totally separate is like your gut down here. And so it's again, just knowing like how to work with both parts of you because they are both very powerful, but also quite distinct. And there's like such thing as triple split. Does that mean you just need to be around more people? like bigger groups or what? Less about more people. If you are a triple split and I I call this one synthesizing, it basically means that like you really need to move your energy around every day. Like you didn't need to kind of like multiple spaces and people, and you might feel a little bit trapped or confined if you're like with the same person in the same group all day, every day. And so like, you've got to just like keep things really interesting. I had a client with this where he was the CEO to three separate companies within one space. And it was just like the perfect situation for him because he could just like flow in between all of them without kind of being locked into just one. Whereas with a split definition, like we need time alone for sure. But like being with a person that really gives us that sense of wholeness can be a really nice thing. Oh, so good. Okay. If someone doesn't have access to their birth time, what do they do? 
So my recommendation is if you don't know your precise birth time, I would look up different times within the range that you do know. So if you were, if you know that you're born in the morning, like check 7am, 7.30, 8, and just see how much things shift. You know, it's so case by case. I was talking to somebody yesterday where it was really consistent for a while. So she felt good about it. Sometimes it changes a lot. Um, if it is throughout the same whole day, same thing, just, you know, look time by time and see kind of what shifts because then you can start to see, okay, I'm definitely a generator. These are my two possible profiles. You can kind of start to narrow things down. I also have a hack for anyone because I feel like this question comes up so much. If you know how to use a pendulum, which if you don't, you can go on YouTube and learn how to use a pendulum. And basically a pendulum is like a crystal on a string where you can like hang it over your hand. And if it swings a certain direction, you ask it like, show me yes, show me no. And it'll literally swing up and down or side to side or to the left or to to the right, depending on if the answer is yes or no. And I have found so much success with people asking like, was Mm. I born after 9 p.m.? Yes or no. Was I born before 10 p.m.? And they could literally use a pendulum to help them nail down the minute and then bring up their human design based off that and then find like, okay, is this accurate? Right? Like confirming and double checking, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. Is what are in... in, incarnation crosses. I feel like there's a a million bazillion of them and someone just wants to learn a little bit more about incarnation crosses. Mm -hmm. So there are 192 of them. So we're definitely not going to go through them all, but I think what I would say- To me, it's a million bazillion apparently. A million bazillion is definitely (laughs) feels true as well. I think that it really speaks to kind of our larger purpose in life. I think what's really interesting about our incarnation cross is that it's not actionable. So I often don't recommend diving into it at first because you'll look at it. And if you're not aligned with it immediately, it's like, oh, I don't even resonate and it can feel yeah. not great. And so it's a thing that I would actually recommend diving into a little bit into your human design journey, not as a way to understand how to get there, but as a way to kind of validate that you're on the right path. Um, like for example, a big part of your purpose is really around having such a strong nose for like what will be successful and what won't. And you even share that earlier, you know, yeah. of like being very driven and ambitious, but also just being like, I know what's going to really sustain and be successful and what won't. And like, how can I really bring that into my life in many ways? Oh, so good. Okay. Someone says they have a defined throat center, but yeah. they still struggle with communication. Oh my God, of course. Having like a defined throat does not mean that like you're going to just be an excellent communicator because as with all, I wish, you know, as somebody with a defined throat, but as with all parts of our design, like there's a shadow and a wisdom. And so what I would recommend, and again, your blueprint will dive into this. I would look at the channels around your throat because that will give you the strategy around like how to communicate in the most effective way. Like if I'm going to use Catherine as an example around communication, like Catherine has all these like freaky, weird, amazing ideas and just knows things in ways that she can't explain. If she, please correct me if I'm wrong, but like if you try to share those ideas before you actually know how to simplify them, and if you try to share those ideas with people that are not actually receptive and ready, like it can just go over their head and it can actually be so frustrating for you. Yes. And so you actually are really meant to be invited in to share and just kind of pay attention to the receptivity of your audience to see if they're really ready. And that's a way for you to kind of really communicate in a way that feels good and energizing for you and also really useful for other people. For my ultimate woo-woo theories and philosophies and spiritual things. I'm like, I really feel the people out. I'm like, I don't know if these people are ready. And then like week seven of Manifestation Babe Academy Q&A, I'm like, all right, they're ready now. Like I'm going to share this piece of information and they're so receptive to it. Whereas before they're like, I don't know, this is a little too out there. So it's, it's a really cool skill set to know like when to, when to bring out the freak flag. Totally. (laughs) Um, how to create invitations as a projector. So it doesn't always feel like you're 
always waiting. I feel like with projectors, you know, when they say wait for the invitation, they then feel like they need to sit in a room until someone invites them out of the room. Like it's just, they take it too literally. Mm -hmm. And I've always heard that like as a projector, uh, which I don't know what it feels like to be a projector, but what I hear from other projectors is like, you can create your own invitations. Can you kind of distinguish like the differences and what that means? Yeah, it's a great question. And I think this is why it felt so important to kind of create the blueprint because I feel like there's so much disempowering stuff out there and people like don't know how to work with it in a productive way. And I think there's just so many amazing tools to use. So the invitation is a strategy projectors are meant to use to know who to work with and who to date and all the things. They're really meant to be invited into things. Waiting for an invitation and waiting to be invited is not a passive strategy. You're not here to like sit on the couch. Um, a few ways to work with that strategy of invitations. One is you know, consider what you want to be recognized for and like really master your craft because the more you see yourself and the more you recognize yourself, the easier you make it for others to see you. I often sit with projectors where they're like, oh, I actually don't feel like I know what I'm talking about yet. And maybe like, that's why the invitations aren't coming yet. Another big piece is making yourself visible. People cannot invite you if they do not know that you exist. Mm -hmm. And so for me, a big strategy has been just been sharing, not because I assume I'll resonate with everyone because I absolutely will not. But if I just like let the world know that I exist, whether it's through conversations like this or on Instagram or newsletters, then people can kind of invite me in to share. And so I think really allowing yourself to be seen, even when it's scary, is one of the most powerful ways to kind of magnetize the right invitations to you. Someone asked, how do you start to understand your own chart? It feels so overwhelming. I recommend the blueprint guide. I mean, we have the perfect answer, but I think <laughs> we, that's, that was the, that's why we created it. You know, it's just like mm-hmm. people need a really accessible way to understand how to actually work with their design. They live their best life. And it's funny because we have total newbies who get their blueprint that get them for their whole teams. But we also have so many human design readers that have their blueprints because they're like, I just want everything in one space in a way that I can just like keep returning to every month to kind of see if I'm in alignment. So, you know, wherever you're on the spectrum, it can be really useful. What design is your partner? Generator. Generator. So projector. Okay. So someone's asking like romantic relationships between design types. Like, um, how do you, how do you mitigate that? How do you, like, if you're a generator and your partner's a projector or vice versa, or you're a Manny Gen with a reflector, like, are there relationships that are incompatible? Um, are there specific things that people need to keep in mind or do or not do? And, um, how to create like the most success in a relationship with, a different type. I feel very lucky because I have, I, my, so my partner is a generator and then our COO of Manifestation Babe, also a generator. So when the three of us in a room, like we really get each other, we're just generator on top of generator on top of generator energy. Yeah. And then my mom and my son are both Manny Gens, but there's still that generator mm. element, right? Yeah, so totally. someone who's like living with complete opposite types. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say like, you know, everything is just different. I'm definitely never going to be one to say like, oh my God, you are these two different types. You're doomed. You know, that's just like, so <laughs> not useful for anyone. I yeah. would say that what I would, I would really recommend learning the designs of the people close to you. I think that's the magic of human design because I think so often friction emerges in relationships because you are expecting someone to be like you or to be something different yeah. than they are. And I think human design helps, you know, how are they meant to operate? So I think if you have two really different designs, my husband's design is utterly opposite to mine. So is my daughter's like, um, I could imagine that it could be really challenging if I tried to keep up with him, but like, I don't, we like know our roles as co-parents, as business partners, as best friends, you know? And so I think because we don't try to be the same, that's how we find the success. So I think what I would say is use human design, not as a tool to find the right partner, as in like, I need a one, three generator partner, but more like 
once you know that somebody things feels to right put to on you, your tinder profile <laughs> totally but once somebody feels right to you then look at their design and be like oh my god like i see why this hasn't been working because i've been asking you questions in the wrong way or like i wanted you to be as like independent as me i think like human design is i, I cannot emphasize enough how powerful it is in relationships it brings so much compassion and understanding into relationships because you just like give each other permission to be who you are and it just like you feel so much closer because of it Oh, so good. Okay. As a mama, human design teacher, how fast after your daughter's birth did you look up her chart? My husband told me within 12 minutes. <laughs> I, I didn't even somewhere. look it up. You know, I was like in this just haze. You had like, a home what? birth, right? I didn't have a home birth. I gave birth at a birth center. Birth center. Um, at a birth center. And it was, I was so lucky. It was like an amazing birth, but I just, I was definitely in a total haze. And also like, I don't know about you, but like when my daughter came out, like she was screaming and they put her on my chest and she screamed for an hour straight. And then, <laughs> and then my favorite part is then my husband was like, do I like get a hold of her? Like, do I get a meter? And we handed her to him. And then she just quieted down and just stared in his eyes for an hour. Um, and I was like, come on, you know, but it was, oh it was amazing. God. It was so amazing. And they have like a lot of similar, similarity in their designs, which he knew. Um, but he looked it up within 12 minutes. Did your, was your partner always in human design? Like when you, Oh no. It was you first, right? And then when you introduced it to him, like what were his thoughts and opinions? Was he like, this is weird, Aaron, shut up. <laughs> or was he like, like this, this is, is interesting. Weird, Aaron, and I love you. Um, <laughs> I think that, you know, my partner does many things. Um, I think he has really helped me share human design in a really grounded way because I think I've been able to kind of work with tons of corporations and people that are so skeptical. Yes. And like, he's really allowed me to do that because he's just like, he's kind of been, I'm like on the woo-woo end and he's been the other end of the spectrum yeah. in a way that I think has been really effective in our business. Yes, the beauty um, of polarity. Oh, the best. Yeah. It's it's funny because um, I gave birth to Ryan. I had him on my chest for like that yeah. hour, that golden hour. And then it was Brennan's turn. The moment I handed off the baby to Brennan, yeah. I haven't seen my labors 43 hours long. So I haven't I seen my phone that, yeah. in two days. And I'm like, is my phone even in the hospital with me right yeah. now? Because I was a home birth turned hospital birth. Yeah. And I, you know, at the point where I was like, okay, take me to the hospital. Like I could have gone to the hospital naked. Like I had no sense of reality. Like yeah, yeah. I just, I don't know. I don't know where my totally. phone is. And so yeah. I'm like, is my phone in here? And someone hands me my phone and I open up my phone and there's like, um, I see from my doula, Lori, who's been with me for the last yeah. 50 hours. There's like 96, Im it says 96 images. And I'm like, what the frick? So I open up the, the text train and she sends me all these incredible candid moments through my whole labor, through my whole birth. Like, best every doula should should do this like every our single doula, doula should do this our doula did the same and like she sent us like all in portrait mode and they were unbelievable but I, one thing I'll say and I don't know what your experience was is like I don't remember her taking any of them no like no. I was just so blown away and like there were so many things that happened in my labor where I was like I'm sorry there were people in the room like I just like Aaron, I had, I had no a awareness. videographer professional and photographer and I barely noticed them I did not know when they were no in the room idea. and when they were it's, I was like it's alone so in the funny. shower. I was alone yeah. in the shower and I have pictures of me alone in the shower, but I don't remember anyone being in the bathroom with me. I know. I know. I just, I, I have such a similar experience. I was so blown away. I was like, thank God for these photos. And also like, how in the world do these photos exist? Because yeah. like, I did not know you were ever around us. Yeah. Yeah. So the first thing I did, of course, human yeah. design, what is your human design astrology? And initially um I got the natal chart correctly and then I pulled up the human design chart and I just like I was I read it and it said um I think it was like a one three gen 
at first when I saw it and I was like, huh, interesting. Okay, cool. And then someone texts me like an hour later and they're like, oh my God, he's a two, four Manny John. He's a two, four like you. I'm like, what are you talking about? And so I put, I flipped the AM and a PM. So yeah, I put two forty five a.m. instead of where the, yeah, especially the in you're in, yeah. But it's funny. I had to ask because it's like it's like now my my friends give birth and I'm immediately yeah. like, okay, what time? What time do they? What I need to look at their human design. Totally. <laughs> well, you know what's so crazy is that I went into labor at five p.m. and we looked up her potential design then, and she was going to be a manifester, and she was born at twelve twelve a.m. and I think it was at twelve a.m. that it shifted to manifesting generator. No way. So like it was within. 12 minutes that like the whole thing changed. Oh my God. Well, Aaron, yeah. I could talk to you forever. We'll stop. <laughs> um, so we'll stop right here. Anyone who wants to get the best holiday gift, give the best holiday gift, wants to dive deep into their human design, is tired of piecing all the pieces. Cause I know there's the DIY version where you can go and scour the internet and piece things together and try to figure yeah. out your human design chart, or you can just get it in all in one place. 55 plus pages dedicated to you and your design alone. So go to humandesignblueprint.com slash manifestation, babe. And then Aaron, you have the most incredible Instagram accounts. I know you have two, you have your Aaron Claire Jones and your the human design blueprint. Yeah. So is that where people <laughs> the can... balloons, the freaking balloon. Do you see what zoom is doing? I, I have the balloons. Go ahead. So like that too. Yeah. Where can people go to find um, your Instagrams? Did I say them correctly? You said them perfectly. So Aaron Claire Jones and also Human Design Blueprint. Okay, I'll link them as well because you have some incredible information on there as well. Aaron, thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited about our launch. This is live right now and it's live for, I don't know, indefinitely, a while, however long. I'm going to do it, yeah. So get your blueprint and Aaron, thank you so much for being here. Of course, thank you for having me. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you absolutely loved what you heard today, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on iTunes so that I can keep the good stuff coming your way. If you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up the extra inspiration on Instagram by following at Manifestation Babe or visiting my website at manifestationbabe.com. I love and adore you so much and can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. In the meantime, go out there and manifest some magic.